0: what's up everybody thanks for listening to the bold take which is brought to you by our guy boz executive transportation our original sponsor who has been with us from the beginning um we love boz and he is um probably the best driver on earth and definitely the best chauffeur in jacksonville um you've seen him featured on aew um he's a complete fucking badass um you can ride in those same cars you've seen on those pay-per-views if you just call our man at 904-887-0763 or hit him up on Twitter. It's at Jacks Boz J-A-X-B-O-Z. And um, he'll he show for you to a wedding, show for you to a fancy night out, show for you to the airport, uh, show for you to the next AEW event. Hit the man up, 904-887-0763. For the best chauffeured service in town at reasonable prices, Jack's Boz Executive Transportation. Love you guys. Welcome to the bold take, where we are one, oh, one, and one.
1: Fuck that! Yeah, we're fuck one. that, dude. We're one and two after one, after one. After, our, after our amazing performance this past week against the Miami Dolphins. One um, win. Fuck fuck that a uh, uh, moral victory from two weeks ago.
0: <laughs> one win.
1: But we were coming in hot. I'm sorry if <laughs> hopefully your uh, kids got out of the car by the time time you got here to second 37 of the bold take
0: one win zero losses one moral victory and one jaguar (laughs) one ass whooping was that the most jaguar game you guys have ever been to
2: Um, seriously there's i've been to a lot of them the whole lead up I've, i've been to a lot of them
0: um, oh, you know I, what? The teal end zones were really cool.
1: It was the annual pantsing.
2: Annual? <laughs> what do you mean? Like semi-annual? Like
1: well, we about like, annual it's, it's the one that really just kicks you in the balls. It's the, the one that sucks all the hype out, all the excitement out, all the every, – every positive iota you've built up in your body in regards to the Jaguars is just gone now. And here we are. We have, like, 13 games left. And the only thing I'm really looking forward to is when the fourth quarter
2: ends. Oh, my God. So, uh, <laughs> I wanted to elaborate, expand upon why this was such a Jaguars moment, um, the epitome of a Jaguars moment. But I don't know. Do It seems like, Sally do I start with that or do we just kind of start with the the, the crumbling of the pillars that hold up the church of the Dillical? <laughs> you sound a little different I than mean, last week. Yeah, yeah. Like in case anybody was wondering, you can't see us when you're when you're <laughs> listening to this. That the bulk of what was just said was was actually <laughs> said by the Dillistotle, by by um the the good deacon Dilla. So, uh, Pal, you have anything before I talk about what makes that such a Jaguars moment? Do you have <laughs> anything you want to say to the congregation? You want to speak directly to them?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think that there's a, a breakdown in the congregation. I think our uh, foundation is just as strong as it ever was. But we've come across our first, you know, trial and tribulation at the same time. And it's really more of how do we band together and how do we, how do we change what our focus is so that we can eventually enjoy the Jaguars again?
2: Okay. And do people have to buy your book to figure that out or? I mean, I think it's pretty
1: telling. Um, as we get closer to, you know, you don't want to say the D word three weeks in, you know, the D word being, not Todd Walsh's defense, but the draft.
2: Oh, draft. Okay.
1: Um. So I think what the church, what, what the congregation needs to do as we move forward is just enjoy the games while you can. I mean, if we're, you know, if we're in the game for a quarter, enjoy the quarter, look for the positives in the quarter and then, you have a free weekend. You have a free day. You have free time. You could still watch the rest of the game and laugh, but as long as we're not getting caught up anymore. We, we, we've seen what, what the team is going to offer this year. When they play lights out and things fall the right way, they're going to beat the Colts. When things fall the right way for most of the game, but not the whole game, things go a little south early, things go a little south late, you get the Titans. Or things just go bad the whole game and you have the Dolphins. So we've really experienced the three different types of games we're going to get all year through three weeks of the season. And I I just think that that's what we're going to do going the rest of the way. We're going to have fun. I think Minshew is the guy now. I don't think that anyone – you're going to hear anything crazy of, you know, moving forward, they need to switch something out of quarterback now. Um, I think when we get to the draft – I think everyone should be open if they do take a quarterback early because we'll get to it in a little bit, but I saw a couple things in the game against the dolphins that really just completely moved me off Minshew as a franchise option moving forward.
2: Wow. Wow. So, um, some somber words from the good Deacon, uh, but that's what you come here for, folks. Uh, uh, the unfiltered Jaguars analysis from the fans for the fans.
0: So uh, I got I to ask you something real quick. Uh, I, I want to dispel any rumors, myths that may be prevalent out there currently. Uh, we got to address the shtick. Is it a shtick or is it not a shtick? Was it a shtick? I think people. Are, I was,
1: I was genuinely excited and positive through and the first would, three games of the year.
0: As your as your good friend, we've known each other for many many moons now. Um, I would support that. He was. I've never seen Dillard like even privately uh, that positive about the team before, um, even in 2017. So people out there that are saying, "Oh, he's a shtick. This is a shtick." That was not a shtick.
1: Yeah, I genuinely thought like it was gonna be more and I guess it still could be. Um, but I as Cap alluded to earlier, like it was the most Jaguars game ever. And the biggest difference this time than in the past, in the past I was like, Yeah, we suck, so what? Who cares? You know what I mean? Right. It, it, no big deal. And this time I, I thought we were gonna go in there on Thursday night and do exactly them, what they were going to do to us, and when that didn't happen, I was genuinely upset
0: mm. big upset. So, Cap, I got a question for you. I got a question for you before okay. you even start. All right, all right. Uh, did you think that we should have taken the ball first when we won the toss?
2: Are you trying to get me fired up right now? <laughs> get up. We'll get to that in a moment, Sally. We'll get to that in a moment. And why I've just given up on Doug Marone, but that's that's to come later in the episode. I believe they call that a tease in the biz. Um, let's talk real quick, fellas, about how. So I want to paint a picture for everyone. You know, I think we going into the game, we we did we did our share of of getting people fired up. Um, we were drinking. We're sipping from the Kool-Aid, right? Some of us more than others. Some, some of us out there that are listening to this podcast, we're guzzling the Kool-Aid, right? We're funneling the Kool-Aid. Um, <laughs> others of us were, were sipping on it and enjoying it. Um, so we all had a part to play. and Some
0: of us were pouring it.
2: Yeah. So, so others were, <laughs> others were pouring it. We all had a part to play in, in, in kind of what transpired last week. And I'm going to preface everything I'm about to say with like, it's okay. Like the issue isn't that we got excited (laughs) because it might sound like that. As I go through this, I want people to know it's okay. And it's normal to be excited, to want to be excited about your NFL team. But there's also a reason why none of us ever should be. That's because we're Jaguars fans (laughs) and (laughs) You know, I, I, I came away, like I literally found myself in that stadium about three quarters of the way through the first quarter feeling like such a fool, right? Because you, you get so amped up leading up to that thing, and you want to believe, right? Like that's what we want to do as, as sports fans, right? Like mm-hmm. so Aside from being Jaguars fans, we're sports fans. We want to believe that we have a team that could be fun, that can be competitive. That was it, right? Like We're walking into that game the other day. We we, we get there, we tailgate. We have a small, very responsible and socially distanced tailgate amongst a a small crew of us. We're having some adult beverages. It's a beautiful evening out. We're all talking about how we can't wait to get inside. I think most people are expecting, like Dilla said, a good performance. Um, That's what we had built up in our heads. And so we go walking into that stadium and the energy's high. It's a night game. We just came off of two pretty good games. There's a lot of people in that stadium on Thursday night that weren't there for the first home game, right? Sally, you were one of them. There was a lot of people that were excited to be there at the prospect of what might be happening. And immediately, immediately we are knocked back down to earth right? Like we're knocked back down to Jaguars fanhood. And that's like, it's, it's, it, that's the frustrating part of this is because if you're a diehard Jaguars fan, who's been at this for a while, you feel like you're not allowed to get excited.
0: Yeah,
2: (laughs) I mean, in, in all reality, you're not allowed to get excited. I remember the feeling in 2017, I never really got excited about that team. Mm-hmm. because I always, I knew Bortles was the quarterback. I knew that the defense had some deficiencies despite having a couple of really huge games where they got lots of pressure and lots of sacks. They had games that were, they barely touched the quarterback. We had games where we were out coached and out schemed. So I just never allowed myself in 2017. I was fearful the entire 2017 season. The only good season that we've had in the past 15 years I spent mostly in fear. And so I approached the game this past Thursday, and I think part of it was because of what we had manifested here, right? The positive (laughs) vibes and the energy and, and this idea of new beginnings by kind of flushing a lot of the turds, by getting young, hungry guys out here. We all bought into that narrative. And we walked into that stadium on Thursday just to get dick slapped across the face with the reality of, we're Jaguars fans. And for as long as this regime is in control and who do I mean by this regime? I mean, I starting at the top and we can't really control that very much, but we can have hope for a refresh on everything else. And, and so I guess we're just the ultimate suckers because, and that's how I feel. And, it, and it's such a crappy feeling, man, because I look around the league and the expectation of just vying for a playoff spot, every couple of years you know trying to finish a 500 or better shouldn't be this novel fucking concept it shouldn't but it but it is for us absolutely moment that i feel like i'm getting excited i go back to 2017 i'm fired up bro we're about to clinch the damn we're going to play the terrible ass uh 49ers right in san francisco and I'm fired up Gordo's at the house he's got a bottle of Dom P we're about to crack that thing clinching the division for the first time since like Dilla was born you know I mean like we're about to do that and we lay the biggest fucking egg like that you've ever seen and that's what Thursday night felt like it was like up here and it couldn't have been any worse like that game less. And I mean, unless Josh Allen would have died and two of our other best players, their limbs fell off. I don't know if that game could have been any worse. So that that is just that. And that's why I have like I'm done. I'm done for the season, not done watching them, not done cheering them on, but I'm done believing. I'm done believing until we have a product that is more consistent that, that it, you know, and that comes from. That's talking about the play on the field, the coaching, the narratives that are coming out of the locker room and coming out of the organization from the ownership on down. I'm, I'm, I'm just done with it, fellas. I'm done. I'm not going to have hope. Like, because that is such a shitty fucking feeling. I'm sorry. I'm just kind of going here, but like, that is such a shitty feeling the way I felt leaving on that Thursday night. um, And, and no fan base should have to go through this for as long as we've had to go through it. And then to have on top of it all the shit that we got to deal with off the field too. um, I don't know, but that's how I feel about it. And that really was, it just was such a Jaguars moment. You get fired up for something. It reminds me of all the fucking times we've done fun trips, boys. And Mm we, we get, we get into the stadium and then it's all the energy, everything just comes crashing down. It's just, it's just such a Jaguars thing. And I don't I hate being this person who's coming and talking like this right now, but to anybody who wants to say I'm just being negative, I'm not being negative. That's freaking reality, man. Like yeah. it is. And mm-hmm. we're facing it again.
1: Period. I think the I think the worst part for me in the build up to the game was all week from the time we played the Titans until the time we recorded the podcast on Tuesday. Work Wednesday, even, you know, early Thursday, just incredibly positive. I just think we're just going to play really well. You know, this is the year that, like, everything's just crazy in the league, so why not us when it comes to being 8-8 and and average? Um, Then I start seeing people say on Twitter, like, as we get closer to the game, this is your typical Jaguars. We're going to get spanked. And I almost – had to, like, not look at my phone and the whole lead up to the game because every time I read something similar to that, I couldn't come up with a genuine defense, like, because it's so true. Every time we have something fun in town when it comes to the Jaguars, it comes crashing down. It doesn't matter what the event is. It could be Thursday night. We haven't had a Sunday or Monday night game in ages, but the moment we get one, we all know it's going to (laughs) happen. It's gonna be fun as hell until the game starts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like Cap was saying, no, no, like team should continually have to go through this. Like it, it's such a league of parody, not parody, but parody. In the sense that,
0: <laughs> like, you're always owl. gonna have weird your, your
1: <laughs> you're always gonna have your good teams up at the top, and you're always gonna have bad teams. But the bad teams shouldn't stay the same, right? And the fact that it's always us in the list of the bad teams makes it that much more infuriating.
2: You know, there was a long time that went by where people would say, oh, at least we're not the Browns or at least we're not, you know, enter team name here. But, folks, this is – yeah, 2017 did happen. You can't take that away. But Mm -hmm. the totality of what we've been through for the past uh, 13, 14 years – it's just as bad as the Browns, really. I mean, and and, and we got to stop wearing it as a badge if we're the thirty-first or the thirtieth worst team. Like, I mean, it, it's it's still it's still terrible. And I and I, it's funny because, I, man, fifteen years ago I wasn't this type of sports fan, and it's just what fifteen years of this garbage does to you. I remember thinking like, wow, these Eagles fans are ridiculous because they have these expectations of you know. Even when their team isn't terrible, they're like, oh, they're terrible. It's all trash. That's not Jaguar fans. Like, it really isn't. We are right. always looking for reasons to, like, have hope. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this team, like, just takes those hopes and they, and they, put it into this little box right and they jam all of our hopes in there they jam these hopes in they're like uh, 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 jamming all the hopes in right and then they put their hopes on the ground and they fucking run it over with a tractor trailer and then they back over it and they go back over it and back over and back over it and that's what they do with our hopes and it's <laughs> yeah. like well, you know but yeah dude it, genuinely the, the worst part is after
1: they run over it and run over it and run over it, they get a fucking plastic or styrofoam to go box they put it back in top of it and they close the lid and they write today's date on it and try and give it back to you every single time.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're you know, if you're really about once or twice a year, Shot Conn will take a giant piss all over the remains before they put it in the fucking to-go box. And and you know, that's I mean, that's being a Jaguar fan in a nutshell, really, right there. And then they um,
0: take your pants off and kick you in the nuts.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's just uh uh, and I, I used to get mad at the people who who would be like, "Oh, you know, uh, you guys are so." Or, or I remember being the guy who's like, "Why are these people always so negative? Like, there's there's hope. There's always hope. As soon as the new season starts, there's always hope." And it's like, "Is there?" Like, I'm starting to get to the point to be like, "Is there?" Or are we just all suckers? Like, at a certain point, um, it, that's where you end up. And I don't, I'm pretty close to being there. I don't know if I live there right now, but I, I may be like shopping for houses on the block. I don't know.
0: Um, so would you guys, um, would you guys accept an apology from Tony Khan if he offered you one? <laughs> no. No. Fuck no. No. <laughs> no.
1: Uh, I mean, we saw what happened with uh, the other team they run. And I saw a lot of people asking like, what about our apology? and i genuinely felt the whole time like bro who gives a fuck what that guy has to say <laughs> like, no honestly like who like nothing he says means anything uh uh-uh. uh
0: but and to I... a point to a point the cap made like his relationship to a jaguar fan is different than his relationship to a fulham fan
1: absolutely like he's actually like in a you know yeah. managing role in terms of building the the roster for the manager and letting it happen. Whereas in Jacksonville, he like has some, you know, Google spreadsheets and a couple formulas pushed in and that's all he really does.
0: Which I think that makes the whole apology thing even worse. The fact that he's actually in charge of it and apology.
2: Well, I mean, I think it makes the whole situation worse. Like in what universe again, and I I tweeted this the other day and I know Tony like uh, tweet searches his name. So I'm sure he, uh, I'm sure he saw it, but, Um, I doubt he – I seriously doubt he listens to this podcast. But, like, in what universe – could you imagine if he was our GM? Like, that's essentially what he is. He's, like, the GM and the VP of, like, player personnel, um, like, all wrapped up into one for Fulham, essentially. (laughs) And, like, with the rosters they – well, I mean, with the guys they've been losing, (laughs) the talent they've been losing, and and the rosters that we've been running out there for the past decade – I, I mean, I as a Fulham fan, I don't know how you're not burning the place down. Um, mm-hmm. Like, that's that's reality. And, and no, I, I was kind of confused because I was sitting there like, holy shit, like, he's getting skewered um, by the media, by the fans, now by the coach. Like, I mean, I, like, that was my perspective of it. I never once was – when I saw that and him apologizing, it never – like, the dots or the lines never connected for me And like, well, where's the Jaguars apology to the Jaguars fans? Mm. Number one, like Dilla said, I could give two shits less whether he, apo- like apologizing isn't going to, A, give me any money back. B, <laughs> it's also not going to get us any wins. So yeah. I don't know about that. But, yeah, like, like you said, he doesn't have a position here where he's really affecting anything. As much as he mm-hmm. wants to, like, say I'm an owner, like I'm the owner, I'm an owner, and I guess in some way he is, uh, you know, it, it, they're not doing anything, man, other than letting other people make stupid decisions.
0: <laughs> well, just for the record, when I tweeted it, it was a joke.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I just, I, and then I wondered too, like how many of these people that are kind of up in arms about this realize what his role is at Fulham versus his role here? Yeah. Like that's, right. you no.
1: Know, um, yeah, of, of the majority of people who I saw like asking, you know, what about us? There weren't people that I see um talking much about soccer so they probably don't understand like the alignment and how it even uh falls on us but it is funny it just
0: and it was also probably a lot of people making every,
1: yeah everyone in our organization from the top like we said earlier it starts at the top it's just bad and it goes all the way to winning the coin toss for the third week in a row and deferring to the second half and putting your awful defense out there and being a touchdown down in every game just – I don't know, man. I just – some some things I feel like they wouldn't even do that at a high school level, and we continue to do it over and over. And I'm not even, like, trying to joke, like, aha, the NFL team will lose to the high school team. It's just simple, like, simple football understanding. Like, step back for a half a second and think about what's going on and, like, how do you make things change? You try something different. Like, it's just
2: crazy to me. It's – uh it's wild to me on a couple of fronts. One, <laughs> the whole deferring thing, um, like Austin lame who obviously knows way more about like the game of football, playing the game of football than I do. Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously dude played in the league, um, still watches, still involved. Um, I like to think I've played a lot of sports at relatively decent levels um, and understand sports. I, him coming out, Austin, I'm talking about coming out and saying that he doesn't think that that's something that anybody should even be up in arms about as far as, you know, deferring for the third week in a row. You know, momentum isn't gained. That, That was my contention, right? Like you guys, you guys can, vouch for me here i mean the moment that we were like we defer i mean i was i was livid I and mean, the game haven't even started like we had not even like gotten our our teeth kicked in by ryan fitzpatrick yet and i was already livid because i'm just like what why like how i mean i just I, so you guys can you i was there was a lot of cuss words in there um, lots and, of cuss words Well, and immediately when they drove down and scored, I'm just like, we we fucking deserve this. Like, we deserve everything. And then when they
0: scored the second time, then you said it again. And then when they scored the third time.
2: (laughs) Well, no, magically we go out, we're driving the ball a little bit on the first drive. What happens? Chris Conley decides to be Chris Conley. And, you know, the career career number four or five receiver that somehow last year we wanted to turn into, like, not we. I mean, okay, uh, cats out of the bag, folks. All-pro wide receiver Chris Conley was a shtick. It was a fucking – it was tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> he <laughs> I, stinks. He's fucking terrible. And he, he is what he is. He's the guy who should he's be – terrible. A fifth receiver on the fucking team, playing special teams and maybe getting out there. I don't know. Like yeah, I, I don't that, know. That whole signing fucking, you know, maybe they think they're smarter than Andy Reid and Brett Veach. I don't know. Do you
0: remember when he did that, that double move in training camp last year? Don't you remember no. that?
2: No, no, not at all. Yeah. I don't. I've forgotten all. I've forgotten all three good moments he's had on this team. The uh, only thing
1: I remember him doing was he like slipped behind the Jets defense and caught a touchdown. Because people, people actually like, like
2: people actually like at us when
0: he does something bad. Like you guys are really Whoa. bad at sarcasm. Really, yeah.
2: really bad. At well, I think we get more ats when he does something good. Like, and I think Yeah, I, I it goes, like to those people those get. It. Are, yeah, I like yeah, to believe those definitely. are tongue-in-cheek. Like, they Absolutely. get they're in on it. Yeah. But I'm tired. <laughs> Listen, after that game, I got no patience for anybody anymore. You're not an all-pro anymore, Chris Conley. You're just fucking Chris Conley. That's all you are. Um, <laughs> Chris with... Conley, you stink. But back to the point of, like, momentum and whatnot, you've already put your young offense down. I mean, how demoralizing is that three weeks in a row? That the other Like, you just know you have to go out there and you have to play flawlessly, like Dilla said. If everything goes our way, we might have a chance. You know that you have to play that way. So from a psychological standpoint, three weeks in a row, you're, uh, you're on a short week, right? You're playing at home, and it's like, God, here we go again. Like, that was effortless by a team that's not that good. Like, that was effortless. So, all right, well, we better get out there, boys. No room for error. What happens? Get into a little rhythm. Boom. Make an error. Drive over. Guess what? fucking seven seconds later, you're 14, you're 14 game, game over. Like, and it's game over because, and, and that's the part when like Austin Lang was talking about it and he was going back and forth with me. I'm like, in my brain, I don't know how you don't understand this, like yeah. how that doesn't make sense to you. And yes, maybe the offense goes three and out. If you don't defer, if you take the ball, yeah. but you know what? I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen. Cause we haven't seen it yet this year. What I mm. do know is Three weeks in a row. By the way, if fucking what's his name doesn't get greedy uh from from the Colts, his name is um coach, help me here. Right. Frank Reich. Yeah, Frank Reich there it came to me, didn't even need your help. Um <laughs> if Frank Reich doesn't get greedy on that second drive, it's fucking ten nothing or fourteen nothing. If right? they if kick
1: dude, if they kick field goals, they kick our ass.
2: Yeah. And it's just like did we forget that? Like, do you go back and do you like when you're looking at it from a game plan perspective, or, or from, a, you know, a, a time management, just a, a head coaching perspective, laying out the game? Do you not see that in two weeks in a row? I, it, that's the part that just blew my mind I, I fired Doug Marone at that point in my head I don't want him back next year I don't care if Solly loves him and I don't care about the baloney <laughs> and I don't care about any of that like so Todd Walsh can go he can go I'll be sad because Jay Gruden's the best offensive coordinator we've had here in 20 years but you know what hopefully whoever the cons choose to bring in from North Dakota State or um, already did
1: that, yeah, or
2: wherever <laughs> um, you know Maybe they'll have a good offensive mind too. I don't know. That's where I'm at with it. Um, and and yeah, I don't know how you defer. Was Sally.
0: Austin's? Was Austin? I I didn't really see what you and Austin were arguing about. Was Austin's point that they played so bad that they were so so thoroughly outplayed that it just really didn't matter? Is that what he was trying to say? No,
2: it was more along the lines of like momentum is is made by big plays. Like, and so you know, go out. The offense had a chance to stop the momentum too. You know, go out there and it's like. Well, yeah, that's what the offense did two weeks in a row. How often can you rely on a second-year yeah. QB and a bunch of youngsters on, on the skill positions to do that week in and week out? It's not sustainable. Yeah. Um, you know, I, so that just – the, the whole game was just an abortion of fucking football, man. It was it was terrible.
1: Them chicken wings before the game were
0: fire, though. Speaking of speaking of before the game, I do want to reel in and kind of get uh, – bring a little bit of positivity back. Um, the one thing that I did enjoy about Thursday was, uh, you know, and it, it goes back to BCB really, the reason that – and many of us still even go to these games at all, was it was incredible to see uh, real live people for the first time in six months and <laughs> to uh, hang out with them and, and joke with them and feel some – uh, actual human contact
2: yeah and before anybody uh who's listening to this is like how come i wasn't invited to the tailgate um it was a it was a small amount of people Sally just hasn't seen any humans other than dilla (laughs) and like uh uh, old, old take hall of famer jimbo and maybe like one or two other people in the past seven months so um, a small crew of us were together. I had a lot of people hitting me up before the game, like, hey, where's the tailgate? Can we come through? Like, you guys doing a big tailgate? Where is it? Like, we want to come. And, you know, so. It was, eight people. The- it was eight people. Yeah, yeah, it was like eight people in my family. Yeah. Um, No, it was, man. Everything about it. Uh, And, and I hate being negative, too. I, I just don't know. I don't know how you come away from uh, the last two games and just sort of everything that was put out there. Um, you know, I said it. I'm, I, look, I'm going to leave it with this as far as this line of discussion. When we were talking about the game last Tuesday and we were setting it up and saying what our, our score predictions were and what our feelings were about the game, I said, this is a game on Thursday against an opponent that if you really think that you're turning a corner that you're going to have a decent season, not realistic in the playoffs. I mean, yes, you had to win that game to have a hope at the playoffs, in my opinion. But, like, just that you're a different team. That's a game you got to win. At home, on a short week, right, they're a little banged up too. Like, that's a game you have to win. Now, the fact that they came out and not only did not win the game, but it wasn't even freaking close – that tells us where we are, in my opinion. I mean, we're, yeah. we're to go to Cincinnati this week. I would bet lots of money against us winning. Um, Hell, yeah. But we, we may go there and we may win. I don't know how many more we're going to win the rest of the season. I just – I, I don't see it. Um, and a lot of that, to me, is because the defensive side of the ball is so atrocious and we can get into that or whatever. But, um, yeah, they showed us who they were. I mean, in reality. Like, that's mm-hmm. –
1: I mean, it goes back to Denny Greenman. Like, they are who we thought they were. I mean, the whole lead-up in the offseason, we all expected a bad football team. I got wrapped up in what could be and what couldn't be. And if anything was going to happen, it would be in a year where, like, the Tennessee Titans are going to fuck shit up because they can't figure out how to not play football without spreading COVID. But, um, you know, I I got – I got sucked into it, and the Jaguars are <laughs> who we thought they were. They're, they're a terrible football team. You want to crown them? Uh, crown them. Yeah. A <laughs> uh, terrible football team, and until they're not a terrible football team, they'll be a terrible football team. So, yeah.
0: Well, it, um, at least we're better than FSU. Uh, yeah,
1: they're, they're – I mean, FSU <laughs> looks like – i think I think the – Gus Bradley Jaguars are very FSU like Doug Brown yeah. Jaguars are like a little better, like, yeah. but overall. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> this episode of the bold take is brought to you by a one sliders sliding glass door and window repair. I like to think of my sliding glass door on the back of my house as like an airplane, right? It needs to land perfectly and smoothly in the little groove, AKA the runway for proper functionality. If yours isn't, you need to head over to a1sliders.com or give them a call 386-538-6835 for a free estimate of how to get your airplane landing perfectly on your runway. Again, a1sliders.com, 386-538-6835. Give them a call and get that airplane landing smoothly right on that runway now back
2: to the bold take
0: so are you guys going to cincinnati this week or
2: fuck no get out of here bro um best thing i ever did was this preface all of that with i'm gonna wait to see how they do on thursday and i had the shit pulled up i had it pulled up yeah you were texting me uh, airplane prices and shit like, it was real yep, it was real i mean i had it pulled up but when i got home uh late thursday night early friday mornings i took friday off so me me, me and the homie mark went to monkeys up we we got out of the game a little early and uh went to monkey's uncle and uh maybe had some wings and a, and a few adult beverages there and uh so by the time i got home it was funny because my laptop was still open and i went to close it and there was like the google flights and the, the <laughs> ticket site for you know, i'm just like x
0: Max, <laughs>
2: <You know, laughs> the screen. I'm like, nope. Um, yeah, no, it was. But, fellas, I one other thing I got off my chest because I, I, it, it's it's it, it's starting to bother me <laughs> because the state-run media down there wants me to believe something, A- and I don't know. Maybe we're all just fucking morons. Maybe we're all just idiots. And by all of us, I mean the three of us, and then. Just about every other Jaguar fan, based on the interactions that I see, maybe we're all just fucking collectively a bunch of morons, and maybe Todd Wash really is a good defensive coach. But I mean, I'm serious, like because when I listen to Baselli or Lagerman or any of these people, they're like, "He's a good guy. He's a good coach." Like, he's—I still believe he's a good football coach. Doug Marone, I bet you, if you ask him, he'd tell you. Apparently, Dave Caldwell thinks so as well. I—I just can't believe how you can see the difference, the tangible difference. You can almost reach out and touch it. When you're talking about that difference between the last five offensive coordinators we had and Jay Gruden, when you can see that difference, it's there. It's, it's, it's on tape. And then you look at what Todd Wash's defenses have put on tape. Even when he's had some of the most talented defenses – in the league I don't understand like I want to rip my hair out that's how I feel about it at this point why we all feel this way and we're continually told that we're wrong but yet for the better part of 10 years this freaking defense that we've been running it doesn't ever get any better it doesn't evolve it doesn't change it doesn't adapt to the players they have I don't know
0: if he gets diced up by a rookie quarterback next week, it's it's going to reach a boiling point on this podcast. I can promise you that.
2: I mean, get ready for it, bro. Like, he got hit eight times and still – and or he got sacked eight times and hit, like, 49 times in that game against the Eagles. And he still threw for, like, 700 yards and a couple of tutties. Like – I mean, if anybody thinks that we're going to Cincy this weekend <laughs> and Joe Burrow isn't having the fucking Joe Burrow coming out party.
1: <laughs> yeah, they don't, they're not paying attention to nothing.
2: Especially – okay, can we talk about two while we're talking about defense? Um, CJ Henderson, my dog. His dog. Sleepy was, Sleepy was just a nickname, man. Just because we played at night. <laughs> does not mean that you had to play like you were fucking asleep, my guy. Like, that was a – that was – was, it was becoming an endearing nickname, right? Like, you had flipped the script on us. And, gosh, he went from being the second overall rated corner in the league in week one, graded out, to, like, the 32nd or 31st in the league, graded out in week two, to, like, the 96th best score. he went from he went
1: from like a score of 96 which a good score in pff is like 80 so he's like 96 which is like lights out amazing second week he comes out with a real like solid 78 which like is still really really good and then this week it's like a 26 so it's uh definitely not good dude yeah he i don't know his deal is but
2: I, he looked bad I mean Devonte Parker was making him look like um you know Not good. insert bad Jaguars corner from the past here <laughs> like yeah. that's how he looked and then when he forgot to touch that guy down I was just like that was kind of one of the last things for me too I was just like oh. here we go here we go Jags are back baby Jags are back The um,
0: that that we've been beaten by Ryan Fitzpatrick on six different teams is one of the most jaguar stats i've ever heard in my life
1: yeah when i heard it i wasn't surprised because you're no just saying, that's that's the worst part but <laughs>
2: yeah. everyone heard that who was surprised no yeah. one was surprised not a single fucking person living breathing walking on earth was surprised by that not
1: one no one dude yeah like you just i mean if you and if you were surprised like where have you been the last forever like we lose so many games. Like of course he's six and one against us as a starter. Who's not? Like <laughs> even he
2: is. Like that's just uh and for me, the fact that they never signed him all these times. <laughs> yeah, like what? <laughs> he's been out there eight times. Like what what are we doing around here, bro? Dude, this guy that's four that's
0: four and one against us, maybe we should just sign his app.
2: Yeah. I mean
1: like, how many times Dude, has Blake Bortles miss, beat us? Yeah. <laughs> First time we play against him, it'll happen. <laughs>
0: oh, well, he's be- he's beating us by throwing the ball at people's feet and having it bounce up and get intercepted when you play pro. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, folks, listen. You're listening to the pod. This is a little bit cathartic for us. Uh, apologize that, you know, not trying to make anybody feel any worse, but let's be real here you're a Jaguars fan, you should have thick skin by now. So, fucking get over it. (laughs) All right. Love you, JB. (laughs) You
1: you guys got predictions for um,
0: Cincinnati?
2: I got a prediction. It's called pain. (laughs) Pain and sorrow. That's my prediction. My prediction is
0: uh, (laughs) embarrassment.
2: Damn. I I can't even like give out
1: a score after that pain and embarrassment. <laughs> <Just I> mean,
2: <laughs> listen, like let's. The team is zero and three that, or no, excuse me, zero two and one that we're playing. Yeah, um, a, a legit zero two and one, not like our, <laughs> our <laughs> hyphenated one last week. Oh, um, right. They barely won any games last year. Um finished with the first overall pick. We even
1: waxed them last year and played terrible.
2: Yep. And Vegas still has them <laughs> as a three-point favorite. When we beat the Colts, who have looked pretty good since we beat them, uh, <laughs> and we yeah. played Tennessee, who's 3-0, and and, you know, coming off an AFC championship game <laughs> appearance, we played them really tough in Vegas – this, all right, listen, Vegas doesn't believe in the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, why, why should they, folks? Yeah. Why should they? Why should they? It, they it, it, it's our hope can only go so far <laughs> yeah. when the professionals. Legitimately, I'm not talking about the talking heads, the Jason Lockham for and all the other dickheads out there who are like, oh, they're tanking, they're tanking. But when Vegas never believes in you, <laughs> in the one game they believed in you, you completely shit the bed. Like, <laughs> That's a wrap. That's it. That's it. I don't, you know, I don't have high hopes for the season, folks. Um, yeah, I think we're going to – I think we lose by two touchdowns. <laughs> um, I think that – Gardner has another tough game. I think he'll get his point. I think, I think he's, I just, man, it's going to be tough to wash the stink off of, uh, off of this past game. And I just, I don't see how the defense, I know, uh, podcast favorite DJ Hayden, who he buried last week. Um, he decided to try and have a triumphant return this week with some good sound bites. um, I just don't see it, fellas. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know how we're going to put pressure on them. Um, I don't know how we're going to stop them. Do think I,
0: he it, said they're going to like be faster
2: this week? He says that he's got a feeling they're going to play faster this week. What does and that mean, bro? I don't know, especially in a Todd Wash defense. I have no clue what that means. Um, <laughs> we're going to go
1: from not thinking to really not thinking. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's fucking excellent, let me tell you.
0: <laughs> Are you I, run, I just, were you running half speed before or –
2: To me, the worst part about all of this is, like, James Robinson. Beast. He's a stud. Beast. We were only able to get him 11 carries last week because within, like, three minutes of the game, we're down by 28 points. Yeah. Sanders. I mean, he's a stud, and he should go up and run all over Cincy, too. But I don't know whether we're going to be able to get him enough carries to do it.
0: They need to go back to the Leonard Fournette game plan, but with him instead.
2: Yeah is dj is is chark playing this week dylan i i doesn't no sound like it doesn't sound like it no idea that's probably you got a score, score on the prediction i'm gonna go 27 13 Bengals. Bengals. Sally. i'm gonna say
0: 30 20 Bengals.
1: I'm gonna say twenty seven twenty Jaguars. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's back, folks. He's back. Look, he's just been messing with you all podcast. <laughs> I really do think we're gonna we're gonna win
1: this one. Um after this one, I don't know. Um
2: Two and fourteen. We're gonna,
1: maybe we're accidentally gonna get pressure this week. Um I'm all in on drafting a quarterback, so now we have to do whatever we can to get ourselves out of position to do so. <laughs> so that'll start with uh beating the Cincinnati Bengals.
2: Move I think to that's, 500. that's gonna honestly that's gonna be the fatal flaw of Shot Um he's not gonna know when to pull the plug. And so he's gonna keep letting these guys by giving them this much rope, you get you know, you just get to a point where you're they're going to win too many games because they're trying to save their job. They're trying to, you know, Mm -hmm. like, whereas if we get down to it and there's two or three weeks left and we're close to a top two or three pick. Yeah. Fucking everybody goes on IR. Please. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Listen, guys, everybody go to a strip club. Get around as many people that may be infected with COVID as possible. Yes, seriously. And you know what? Just take a couple of weeks off, um, and we're gonna try and get a better draft pick. Yeah. If it
1: wasn't like a biohazard, like felony crime, I would totally just get on there and start coughing on people. But (laughs) like like, that'll get you like serious jail time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In this environment, yeah. No man, the jags for, are like. For the
0: record, we're not condo- for the record we're not condoning anybody else to do that either.
1: No, yeah, please I'm don't do that. Me, That's the like dumbest idea ever. Anyway, back to football. Back to the jaguars. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just like. You know how when you have like, say you go get froyo, and you get your three froyos or whatever, and then you go to the toppings, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> if you go too hard on the toppings like in your head you're like this is fire this is fire this is fire this is fire but then like when you get them in your bowl and you're like sitting in your car about to drive home you're like "Ah, oh, this is awful like God, I, I don't even did do it
0: not go with fucking reese's
1: <laughs> right yeah. so and essentially that's what the jaguars are gonna do and how they win too many games they're gonna like be like well this one looks good and this one looks good You know, and this one looks good, and then at the end of the season, we're going to look down and be like, shit, we won four games, and now we, like, can't draft a quarterback because we're picking ninth instead of,
2: you know, second or third. Yeah, I mean, I don't uh, – it's tough to argue with any of that, but at the same time, I'm kind of at the point, too, where we're all – we all get so fixated on drafting the quarterback on Mm – getting one of the top few picks in order to do that. And in reality, we don't just need a quarterback. We need a solid organization. Mm -hmm. We need like give it two or three more losses, like the one we had Thursday night. And you're not going to be able to convince me that this organization doesn't need just a total reset. And so, yes, a quarterback's great. But the reason yeah. why the Chiefs are so good is because, number one, they've got the best player in football, and he's fucking incredible. But they were able to bring him into a situation in an organization that was stable, that had yeah. good people, and they've surrounded him with lots of talent. <clears throat> so it's not just the quarterback, in my opinion, and that, that's no, a yeah. frustrating thing.
1: I, I think you're right. I mean, it's definitely not the quarterback, especially or not just the quarterback, because the one thing that really, really sucks about being a Jaguar fan, and especially a Jaguar fan in the Shad Khan tenure, is the coaching staff we have right now is tied to the very first coaching staff we had when they first took the team over. They've never done a full reset. We just can't, we're, we have regurgitated bullshit over over and over I mean it's you know you hire the offensive line coach who then kept the D line coach who's now the defensive coordinator that was promoted by the last guy but doesn't know the defense as good as the last guy who doesn't know it as good as the guy before him so we're like you know we're on the Walmart brand defensive coordinator (laughs) and, and we're paying for it still because we won't just reset we won't Eject the USB the right way and start over. We keep pulling it out and fucking the file up every single
2: time. It's so frustrating. It's, it's maddening, bro. It is absolutely maddening because it's, it's – it, do you really believe that if you fired Todd Wash tomorrow, that there would be a long list of fucking teams wanting to sign him up to be the defensive coordinator? No. No. So what are you doing? There's yeah. so many talented coaches out there looking for a shot, looking for a second shot, looking in Wade Phillips's case, looking for a 42nd shot. Like there's so many people out there. Like it's it just the, the definition again of doing this, you know, it's insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again. And yet we're like, Hey, remember that really record setting terrible coaching staff that we had here a while back. Um, we should probably hold on to a few of those guys <laughs> you know um it, it's just and to your point too dilla like you 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 not even doug marone wasn't even a, the product of some great search right <laughs> like it, it's just and then when you add in the coughlin element and all of that it's just a, how you haven't blown it up yet is is beyond me um yeah I think, the only thing i can think of is is Shad. really i think he's kind of a, a I think he, like, makes up his mind and he goes. So Gardner looked kind of good last year. And the Mm -hmm. thought there was, you know, hey, let's hold on to Gardner. Or, you know, we can't fire everybody because we might have something in this kid. You know, he's marketable and let's see what we've got in him. So we'll hold on to everybody because we don't want this guy to be thrown out with the bathwater. Well, hey, Shad, you know, you did the same damn thing with the – you know, the defensive coordinator before this quarterback. Like, there's just – it's always something that, like, gets latched onto. And then it's an excuse for, oh, this is why we're keeping these guys. Look, they did that. Or they could yeah. be this. Right? It's just – it's, you know, Doug Marone, well, you know, he, he was great. And, and maybe Coughlin was the problem. So, we'll hang on to him and let's, you know, see what him and Caldwell can build. I don't know, man. Sometimes, sometimes when, the, when the house is cursed, you just got to knock the house down and fucking, you know, do a seance, burn it with, like, gasoline, and <laughs> turn around and, and build a new house. Like, sometimes, like, you just got to do that. Agree. All right, well, it was a good season, guys. That's been season two of The Bold Take. Um, we uh, enjoyed it.
0: We lost Dillard. He's He's gone now. Positive. The, the Church of Positive Dilla. He had to unleash the, uh, the mass suicide pick earlier than we all wanted to see. So we don't really have anything too positive to um, offer in this episode. Um, we did want to close out with um, the deacon, the Dillicle, has a little message for his followers, the church of the dillical.
2: Take it home, Dilla. Take it home for the people. Let them know, give them some words on which they could stand for the next week or two. (laughs) Just remember the quarterback's fun.
1: Even if he's not the answer, he's fun. Um, We know the defense is going to be bad. So when the defense is bad, don't let it bother you. Just keep remembering that the quarterback is fun. James Robinson, that's our guy. That guy's us, a stud. Let us pray. Emmett Sanders, we call him. We look up to Emmett Sanders because we know he's going to give us success. We know he's going to give us happiness. And as I said earlier, he plays with a quarterback who's fun. So just remember while things aren't going to be fun, as we look on, you know the, the whole outlook on the season. But together we can have a good time. And there's no refunds on any bold take merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> so Amen. enjoy
2: your shirt. Amen. <laughs> May the Lord be with you. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: <laughs> love you, JB.
2: Love you, JB. I love you, JB.